Well, well we want to just remind you of something that uh, uh, our Bible teacher, Brother Hagen, used to teach us and just instilled something in us. And, and as we're going into this year, and I know there's, you know, we got a lot of emotions already starting this year, and we went through a week. How many had a week of just emotions? Uh, so let's, re, let's refresh our spirit to get focused on some, some truth. So you need to say something that's repeated throughout the scriptures. And what has been repeated throughout the scripture won battles, brought victory, brought praise, and brought power into people's lives. Anybody ready for that? So, simple phrase, and we all need to repeat it. It's simple. Say, for the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. And his mercy endure forever. So question, is the Lord still good in 2021? Yes. Did he run out of mercies for this year? No. So let's repeat it. For the Lord is good. Good. And his mercies endure forever. And his mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. And his mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. Endure forever. Woo! Just keep saying that all the time. We're gonna be saying it all week. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to get back into our message that we started last week called Faith During Crazy. Faith During Crazy Part 2. If you missed last week, I highly recommend that you go online and listen. Um, because if you, uh, if you just are focused on what's happening in the world, you're just going to feel like it's crazy. But if you focus on your faith in looking up, and you focus on Jesus, something's going to change in you. Something's going to change in your mind. Something's going to change in your heart. So let's not misdirect our faith this year uh, with whatever happens. Put the past behind us, and let's look forward, and let's keep crazy out of our heart and our minds. Amen? You know, uh, I just want to remind, I brought this up to remind myself. Um, I talked about this on the first Sunday in January. Um, I, I really was encouraging you all to read the book Fervent. This is my, this is my new Kindle that I got from my girls for Christmas. And um, I'm loving it. So, you know, if my husband, like, he falls asleep just like that. And I don't quite do that. So I can, you know, have all the lights off and I can read my book. So I love it. So I've, I've uh, the book Fervent is on prayer. One of the focuses that we really believe to get us into revival, to get us into harvest, is prayer. Did y'all hear that? And this book, Fervent, is just something that will catapult you to be, be so uh, excited about your prayer life. Um, it, it is also a practical thing of giving you practical things in prayer to be praying for. So that book is called uh, Fervent. It's by Pr- Priscilla Schreier. It's fabulous. Then the other book that, um, you know, this month is also as a, as a body, we fasted for a week. Some of you are still fasting. Um, and, and we're one of them. We're still in the middle of our, of what we're fasting. And, uh, we, I recommended a book called, um, the 40 day sugar fast. Did I say it right? And, um, 
that is more than just abstaining from sugar. This book is, you got a little daily Devo every, every day that you read. And if you, if you miss that announcement, just jump right in. Just get the book and jump right in. Um, it gives you something to, one of the things that's talking about is you're not just giving up something. You're not fasting from just, say, sugar. You are feasting on the word. Uh, one of the things she talked about is what do you grab for in, in the midst of crazy? What do you reach for? When your life gets crazy, Snickers, when you're hurt. Snickers satisfies. Well, let's, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, it, it does satisfy, but for a few minutes. I don't think there's any sugar in that. <laughs> He's been good. He's been good. But what do you reach for when you've had a rough day? Do you reach for food? It's not just, maybe it's not sugar for you. What do you reach for when you've had a tough day? Are you reaching for God or are you reaching for something? Are you reaching for food? Maybe it's not food in your life. Maybe it's, I just want to sit here and melt in front of the TV for hours. What do you reach for? I'm just going to go on social media and scroll. Oh, that's really going to help your day. How's that working for you? I mean, I, are you reaching for God or are you reaching for something else to fill your life? Let's be reaching for God this week. You know, with revival services, I'm just going to put this out there. What if, you, what if you just didn't turn on the TV for a week? What if you took a fast of social media for a week? Some of you, I don't think, I think you might get a twitch. <laughs> but find, what if you, you find, decided. You'll find you got an addiction. Yeah, you might sweats. find you're addicted. What if you decided, I'm going to give God this week. I don't need to reach for social media. I need to reach for Jesus this week. And see how that works for you. That might revo be revolutionary. Ooh, it just might set us all in revival. You know, in, in regards to. Um, keeping crazy out of our lives and faith, one of the things that Jesus told us is to build our life on the solid rock, him. And everything else is shifting sand. And, you know, in, in the day and age we live, you know, we're looking for something solid to, to build on, to stake our life on. And as we all know, uh, there's so much stuff that is just not right in our world. And um, if we put our confidence in the things and the kingdoms of this world, we will be gravely disappointed. And so the Lord Jesus is saying, build on me. Everyone say that. Build, build on, on Jesus. Me. Not oh, me. Jesus. Not me. <laughs> or you, but build Jesus. On build Jesus. on Jesus. And that is step one of getting crazy out of our life and our faith in something that is solid, you know, which goes along with the fasting from absolutely. stuff that can put us into crazy. How many of you ever just, you know, social media, you just watch social media and it just ended up being a big disappointment. They say if you watch social media before you go to bed, it's likely you will, if you turn, from the moment you turn it off, your mind will stay active for two hours. 
And the reason why some of you aren't getting any enough sleep is because the last thing you do at night is you are doing social media and your mind won't shut off. Mm. So let's keep crazy out of our heart. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 33, a little bit of review from last week. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. I could stop right there. Did you, did you hear what Jesus said? So why are we even caught off guard? Jesus already said, this is what's going to happen on earth. I've been amazed at how many people that when something in the world is not lovely, that it throws their faith off. Jesus already warned you that you would have sorrow. You will have pain. Why do we have an altar call about God wanting to heal your heart? Because he already knows you have to deal with pain. He already knows. He said, you're going to have sorrow. You're going to have trials. You're going to have this. We live in a fallen world. I know that's news to everybody. You live in a fallen world. So things are not always going to be roses. That's my middle name. Roses, aren't they wonderful? They smell so pretty. But not, but do you realize roses don't bloom even year-round? There goes through some seasons. And in life, when you walk this journey of faith, you go through seasons. Some seasons aren't very fun, right? The older you get, you realize there's, there's seasons. There's times when you feel like I'm on the top of the world. My wedding day, I was on the top of the world and thought I was even in the clouds. It was a great day. But then after you'd been married two or three years, I wasn't always on the top of the clouds. What? What? That's called real life. That's called relationships that you have to walk through seasons. And God wants you to get through every season. Okay, then let me finish it. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus, if we keep our eyes on him, we can, we take heart keeping our eyes on him. That's right. Then let's go back two chapters, uh, John 14, 1. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. And I just want to, I underlined that in uh, my Bible here. Don't let. That's the responsibility that falls on us of not letting something trouble your heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me, Jesus. And so Jesus is telling crazy things are going to happen in life. And we have to decide where, where our confidence is going to be right. in. And uh, so many things of this life disappoint. Right. And so we need to take heart in God. And, you know, and I'll be honest, sometimes we can put our confidence in the Lord and uh, he doesn't answer prayer when we want him to. Mm -hmm. And so that can be frustrating to you. Or he doesn't answer the way we want, or it doesn't look like, or we still have to go through things that we don't want to go through, that we've been praying against. But if we have our confidence in him, he promises he'll get us through. He will see us through. Take heart. It means be encouraged and be optimistic. Be encouraged. No matter what you're going through, have, be encouraged. You get through. Be optimistic. Good, it's going to come out of this. 
How many know that can just change your perspective, can change the atmosphere you breathe, the atmosphere other people breathe? You know, when you decide to put your faith on the rock, which is Jesus, and not sifting or shifting sand, there's a big difference. Uh, The rock is solid. Jesus will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And relationships or spouses, your children, they can let us down. But Jesus never will. You know, I love this man. He's, he's my hubby of many, many years. But he's still human. He can still let me down. He could still say something that might hurt my feelings. He could still, you know, there's a variety of things. But my, my confidence is not in man. My eyes have got to stay focused on the one who will never let me down. It's a rock. It's, it can never shift. Jesus is solid. And that is who I run to. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. forever. Okay, the last scripture from reviewing from last week is Proverbs 24.10. And uh, this one was kind of the one like, oh, that's in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> and it's out of the message. It says, if you, fail to, if you fall to pieces in a crisis... There wasn't much to you in the first place. And so that's why we need faith in God during crazy times, crazy seasons of life, so we don't fall to pieces. Right, right. Let's keep going. Let's talk about um, responding to things in faith. What does that look like? Um, how many know the scripture talks about a soul? And does, does everybody know what, what your soul is? It's your mind right here. Between these, between these ears, what's in here? So let's talk about keeping our soul or our mind under control when there's crazy times all around you. Uh, do we want to join in with the crazy? No, we really don't want to do that, right? Do we want to join in with everything or, or allow our mind to go with how, how what if? Have anybody had your mind do the what-if game, or am I the only one? I I don't know about you, but one of the times that it loves to play that game is when I go to bed at night. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? Anybody had that happen to you? I believe the what-if is from the pit of hell. (laughs) What if? You know what I've learned? I just turn it around and go, well, what if, Satan? I already know what the end of the book looks like. I don't need to play the what if game. Because no matter what happens around me, I know the end of the story. You know, let's just go there for a minute. Um, is God a God of good news? Yes. So if the what ifs are going negative in your life, is that from God? So right away, you can identify where the source of this is. So this is going bad, and it's going from bad to worse. So take that and just go, you know, what if God answers my prayer? What if more money comes in than we were expecting? What if I get completely healed? What if they, that my family members don't get worse, but what if they get saved and start preaching the gospel? 
And so you start putting the what ifs back on the devil. And that'll keep your mind out of crazy. Our, the enemy would love you to go to worst case scenarios. You know, it, it's just what the devil loves to do. Man, I'll exhibit A. <laughs> Man, I just had this pain right here in the side. You know, started out a little small in the morning. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Must have ate something. And then later on the day, it's like, man, it's, it's getting painful. It's de- debilitating. Ugh. And then it, it's not just, you know, oh, something minor. All of a sudden, my mind's like, you know, I think my appendix. <laughs> Maybe it's a tumor. You know, come on. And you know what it was? I just needed a good bowel movement. (laughs) Took care of it. I don't know what it is about men, but men love good poop stories. They do. They just always go to that. Keeping it real. Keeping our mind out of crazy. Maybe you need a good bowel movement. Keep crazy out of your mind. So maybe don't calculate the conclusion without God being a part of the equation. What was that? (laughs) Maybe don't. (laughs) Your look sometimes, you just make me giggle. Don't calculate the conclusion without God being a part of the equation. Wow. So, you know, faith believes that the impossible is possible. Doubt believes the impossible is, or believes that the possible is impossible. So which one are we? Are we going to go to the, to the faith, or are we going to go to our own mind or to the crazy? Come on. Are we faith people? We say we're faith people. But in order to be faith people, we have to do something with our soul. We got to renew our mind, right? You know, this year you got to be intentional to put God in your day. Be, you know, not just oh, I just hope God shows up in my world. No, you got to be intentional to have God in your life. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called um, "Practicing the Presence of God," and it's uh, a book by this monk in the 1700s, and he, uh, well, the 1600s, 17th century, and he was uh, just. He was a cook and just had mundane tasks in the monastery. But one thing he just didn't want was just being alone. You know, walking around in his robe and just doing his thing and boring life. He wanted to put excitement in his everyday life. So he just asked God, I want you to be a part of me cooking, peeling potatoes, washing the dishes. And I want you to bring Happiness and joy, your presence into my every day. You know, it's just like, I want that. That's why I'm reading this book. I want some keys. And it's so simple. Be intentional to invite God into your work. How many know he's smarter than you? You know, some of you might move up the corporate ladder because God will give you an idea how to advance your company to a whole nother level. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. 
It says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keep people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. Two verses, three verses. You know, faith is what's going to guard our heart from the dark thoughts entering our soul. And the this scripture here is saying this isn't human weapons. Now, I know that I uh, a lot of you enjoy your... your um, Yeah, just deciding how to how to put it. Uh, you enjoy hunting. You enjoy your your weapons. But there is a weapon that the Bible's talking about that's even greater than that. There are weapons in the spirit realm, and I just I really am believing God that you grab a hold of that this week in your prayer life. Because in your prayer life, you don't have to focus on the crazy. You focus on Jesus, and you begin to declare some things in faith and watch the other begin to diminish out of your mind. Um, let's, let's just give, have a little example of this. Raleigh, Michael, would you guys come on up here? Uh-oh. Talking about weapons. These guys like weapons. How <laughs> to use them? So, in uh, Bible times, before, <laughs> before, there you go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So, in Bible times, uh, as you read the scriptures, you'll you'll hear stuff about gatekeepers. Anybody heard gatekeepers mentioned in the Bible? So, so gatekeepers uh, were were sentries at uh, at the gate of a city. And so some people are welcome and others weren't, right? And so your mind needs soldiers, the soldier is faith. So, so everything that goes through the gate of your mind has to be scrutinized, has to be qualified, has to show proper documentation. So I'm a grumbler and complainer. And I want to walk through the gate to my mind. I hate. I'm ticked off. People are furious. Get, come on. I want in. You know. So these guys, <laughs> these guys, are gonna take me by the seat of the pants. <laughs> See what I'm saying? They're blocking entrance. But if I come in, God is good. I know God's gonna get me through. God's word works every time I work the word of God. Man, just. But a lot of times we don't have these guys, guardians of faith, being the gatekeeper to our brain, our soul. So as we are, we're out here complaining and furious, if we're, we're let in, that darkness gets into the city. The city of your mind, you don't want that. So these guys are essential to keep crazy out of our mind. Thank you. Give these guys a hand. Thank you for, for being men who know how to use weapons. 
We appreciate that. I very think much. I got to read it one more time. It's just going to make what you what you did right there come alive. The word of God's going to come alive as we read it again. Here we go. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Woo! I don't know about you, but that just, that just comes alive. Faith guards our mind. Uh, let's go to Jude. You know, um, Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that one, even in the Bible? One little chapter in the, in the New Testament. Is and we're going to go to verse 17. Isn't that a hospital or something? <laughs> Jude, um, but while you're going there, you know, I, I was reminded, we've already mentioned um, Brother Hagen, but he used to, when we were in class, he used to say something a lot, and it just, it's just so true. He used to say, you know, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. That just... So good. You, you're not going to be able to dictate some things in this crazy world. But they don't have to build a nest in your hair. In other words, they don't have to get your, your brain all worked up. Okay, are you in Jude? Jude 17, because there's no chapters. <laughs> Found the one chapter there. But you, my dear friends, don't you just love that? He called you friend. Don't you love it when the Bible calls you friend? But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. Oh, I got to just stop there. Body of Christ, we have to unite. We really do. We got to be uni united. The enemy would love, and I, I've seen so many people in this time, and maybe you're watching right now. You might have left your church. Go back to your church. Go back. It is a tactic of the enemy to keep people out of church. Go back to your church. The body of Christ has got to unify. This is the time for the body of Christ to shine. And you're part of that body. And you're watching me right now. Go back. Go back. Verse 19. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, here he calls his friend again. You must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. Isn't that powerful? You know, God has given us a gift of prayer to pray from our soul. But he's also given us the ability to pray out of our spirit. We call that praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. And there's so much in our world we don't know. We think we know, but...
But there's so much going on in our world, we really don't know the intricacies and the details. God's given you an opportunity, and he wants us to take advantage of the opportunity of praying in the Spirit. Pray your intellect, but pray in the Spirit. Don't neglect the power of God, the, the gift of praying in tongues. The things you don't understand, you can pray out by the Spirit of God. And that's what he's saying. And what does it do? It builds you up in your faith. And if we're going to keep crazy out, we got to have our faith strong. And even stronger as the days ahead, as they unfold. And if we're not praying in the Spirit, we're doing ourselves a disfavor. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great, everybody say great, great power and produces wonderful results. You know, think about that. Results. Pastor Greg already mentioned, sometimes those results aren't always what you thought they would look like. But prayer produces results. Power. If you've been made right, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, you've been made righteous. And when you pray, power is made available to you. Power has been made available to you. So I think as we go into 2021, prayer needs to be part of a, a central focus of our life that we're getting results, we're getting built up. You know, Isaiah said that we need to mount up on as ings, like as of wings as eagles and soar. God doesn't want you to be in the, the minutia of life. He wants you to get above it. Yeah. And prayer is the vehicle that will take you above the craziness of this world. Okay, let me, let, let me help him with another example here. If your prayer life is like this, God, just kill them all. I'm so sick of them. I can't take it anymore. Wait, were you listening to me this morning? God, I can't do this anymore. Is that a prayer of faith? Do we know that God says he rewards those who are praying in faith? Okay, let me help you here. A prayer of faith starts with thanksgiving. I said it. A thankful heart. God loves it. Do you know we love it when our kids are thankful? How much more does the heart of God love it when we're thankful? How about you start with thanking him and praising him and saying, God, you're so amazing. I don't care who you are in this room. You have something to be thankful for. And you probably have a lot. Be thankful. And then after you've asked him to, to cleanse your heart from where, because we all miss it, blood of Jesus, I missed it yesterday. Forgive me. I was, I was pretty harsh on my husband. Forgive me, God. I mean, let's be, instead of going to God with our list first, why don't you start with the, the, the way he's laid out prayer? Thankfulness. And then letting the blood of Jesus forgive you where you've fallen short of his best. Then when you've got all that right, you are what God says, righteous. You are in right standing with Abba Father. Then when you're in right standing with him, you can lay before him the things you're believing for. But you'll find that when you've already done some of what I've talked about, 
You don't whine and complain when you ask. There's something that happens inside of you. It's, it's a faith wells up within you, and you begin to believe God. God, I thank you that in the midst of this crazy world and some of these things that are going down that aren't really your word, but I thank you, you're beginning to turn the hearts of those who have the ability to change it. You're beginning to soften their hearts. You're beginning to soften the hearts of government. I pray for them, God, that somebody that is around them would come into their life that would shine Jesus bright. God, I pray for them that family members would turn their hearts toward Jesus and they would begin to share it with them. God, I thank you that our new president finds you. There is no one too hard for God. There was no one too hard for God. God, I thank you that there is going to be a melting of a heart. There is going to be a repentance in this country of many individuals falling on their faces to you, almighty God. When they've exhausted everything, they find you. God, I, I'm, I, I'm excited. Now I'm excited because I see them finding you. I see government officials here in the state of Washington hungering for you. In the name of Jesus, I see them hungering for you. I see mouths being shut where the enemy would say something. Mouths being closed. And I see the voice of God coming through individuals. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference of what we can make as believers? Children of God for revival in this land. You know, faith calls those things that don't exist as though they do. So I hear it all the time. Man, Washington State is ungodly. It's dark. And it is. But why don't we start saying revival's going to hit the Northwest? Light is going to shine where it's darkest. You know, hey, if Nebuchadnezzar can be turned around and serve the God of Israel, he can turn anybody around. You know, God put Daniel on his cabinet. Think of, think of what God can do. And a lot of times we just get caught up in the moment of now and our mind goes crazy. But when we put hope in God to turn a dark city, a dark place, into a, a city of light and power and miracles and revival. When you study revivals of the past, politicians came to Christ, addicted prostitutes, the down and out, everybody came to Christ. There's stories where, where people were gathered in, in taverns and bars and people were wanting to get drunk. And just because revival was happening in their city, people would, you know, grab their, their frosty mug of beer and just, 
What's wrong with that mug? What, bartender, what's going on here? I, I can't drink it. They walked out and went down to the church, found Jesus Christ. Because they sensed God was in the city. And it just wouldn't allow them to partake in their sinful nature. What if that happened in Tacoma? What if that happened in Olympia? What if that happened in Washington, D.C.? Let's all stand. Man, I really want to get to the rest of those scriptures. How many know God is good? And his mercies endure all through 2021. If you're here this morning or you're watching online, we're so glad that God is with us. He has not abandoned us or forsaken us. And the heart of God is wanting to reach all mankind. We're living in a day where the gospel is being preached through all kinds of services, internet, television, radio, in person. But it doesn't matter when you hear the word of God, you have to respond. You have to make a decision. I reject or I accept. And today is the day of your salvation. Opportunity is knocking at our door. And if you've walked away from God or you're, you're you just know we're living in a day where life is crazy and to live without Jesus Christ and knowing where your eternity rests is a dangerous place to live. We want to give you an opportunity to respond. I'm going to count to three. And at that, when I say three, you raise your hand, you respond, watching online, and Pastor Sterling's going to lead us in a prayer. So simple, children are doing this. It's not complicated. It's easy. And that begins your life being transformed. So here we go. One, God loves you and he is chasing after you. Two, the devil wants to hold you back from the gifts God wants to give you. But three, you're going to respond. Raise your hand. Get right with God today. Receive him. Be reunited. You hear, respond in Jesus' name. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, would you pray this prayer together with them? Those of you watching, Jesus is reaching out to you right now. He's calling you. Would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives me. Where I've fallen short. Where I've fallen short. Of your best. Of your best. I ask today. I ask today. That you would be. That you would be. Not only my Savior. Not only my Savior. But Lord of my life. But Lord of my life. Completely in charge. Completely in charge. I surrender it all to I you. I surrender it all to you. And I thank you. And I thank you. For your precious blood. For your precious blood. That was shed for me. That was shed for me. So that I could live. So that I could live. In freedom. In freedom. From crazy. From crazy. I thank you today. I thank you today. That I am. That I a am. A child of God. A child of God. Living in faith. Living in faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Child of God. Now you can truly say, some of you are saying, I'm, I am a child of God. Child of God, 
Let's live in faith, not in the crazy. Let's renew our minds. Let's believe. Can you do that? Can you believe for others who desperately need Jesus, who need hope? Can we do that this week? Can we set aside our agendas this week and focus on God's agenda? Can we focus on who, God, am I supposed to minister this week to and help bring them to Jesus? Let's have an amazing week. Those online, we're going to be uploading revival services. If you can't get here, join us this week. We're going to be having a powerful service all week, revival services. Harvest is time now. Can everybody say harvest is now? Harvest is now. Harvest is now.